Avengers! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Excelsior, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. I'm your director, Christian Buckley, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, the Apex legend, Jack Martin. Excelsior, Christian. Good to be back on a good week for Marvel's Avengers, I would say. Yeah, I was going to bring this up when we talk about the actual news, but I feel like a trend, maybe this is just in, in my experience, but... When I give up on something, <laughs> very soon after it surprises me, you know? I don't know if that's rare. Mm. This is this game is certainly a roller coaster of expectations. Oh yeah. And uh I can't tell if we're at the top or like the bottom, mm-hmm. or like we're in the middle of a drop somewhere, mm-hmm. perhaps in a, a corkscrew. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know where I was heading with this this uh explanation. But you know, it certainly is a roller coaster. I got a perfect analogy for you. Mm-hmm. This is very hyper specific to me, but the second roller coaster I ever went on in my life was just a few months ago, and it was Space Mountain. And I don't know if you've been on Space Mountain, but I haven't. I wish I had, but I haven't. The entire thing is pitch black. You have no idea what's coming. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's there this. You go. <laughs> that is this. that is Avengers. Avengers is Space what's Mountain. Your, what's your first roller coaster? Uh, first roller coaster was a terrible experience. It was the Cannonball at Canopy Lake Park. Oh, uh, see, I don't think I've been there, but it sounds that sounds dangerous. It's like one Not of the oldest roller co- roller coasters in America. It's a wooden one, like oh yeah, it goes over the whole parking lot. It's a it starts off with a massive drop. It was a bad idea. <laughs> so yeah, that, I I can see why Space Mountain is only your second <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. So we're here today. Got a lot of Avengers stuff to go over. Got a lot of MCU stuff to go over. Got a lot of maybe not mcu content to talk about that we watched this week but Mm. starting out as always fury's report uh we got some interesting things going on in the game at the moment currently a whole bunch of things going on through march 3rd the first shipments your little loot box crates that you pay for with units are 50 percent off so that's 250 instead of 500 and the current high lid shipment is the Iron Man 3 Mark 42 suit. So, good news for you who missed out on that massive drop of units. If you're new to the game, you got a chance to get discounted Iron Man 3 suit. Bad news for me. I already did this. Yeah, Too bad. that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, maybe I should be waiting till the end of the month to just cash in. Because I do it all. Ooh. I just hold down the X button. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should be waiting. Maybe this is a maybe this is a life lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that might be the the right move moving forward, especially because last week we talked about how after the Age of Ultron leak for the Black Widow shipment, seems like MCU skins are this game's bread and butter at this point, and they're going to be everywhere, so maybe not a bad call. Yeah. Next up, this one was super weird to me. I didn't even know what this meant when I wrote it down. Uh, challenge card activations are 50% off through March 3rd. What does this even mean? <laughs> See, thank no you. That thank means. you. So, I, I, like, I didn't get a solid answer. I just, like, had to think about it for a bit. You know how when a new hero comes to the game and you activate the challenge card and it's, like, a thousand units? Credits? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's five bucks for the character battle passes, essentially, right now. That is interest that's very like hyper specific right 
like i don't know i don't know many people who are like oh, man i'm holding off on holding off on doing the challenge card for this character i don't know that's that's in, that's a little odd it's good i suppose mm-hmm. but it's strange i have to wonder if this is a move to get maybe the game pass spending to be a bit more because if it's free mm-hmm. on game pass but you'd have to pay for challenge card progression for clint kate and t'challa then 30 bucks is not a great feeling but that's that's the other thing it's like if you're being smart with your currency and you play through the campaign you're in a sustainable scenario where if you just saved your credits for these passes you can afford them and maybe then some a little bit so yeah we just really weird i haven't seen the word challenge card activation in the context of this game ever in my life <laughs> i think no that that is a uh, a new one to the lexicon yeah i don't think we've ever said that so we'll, we'll see if that becomes a trend or what if they're gonna mess with pricing in the future i don't imagine they would but who's to say we'll see what happens the other thing that you know I, we've clowned on this thing a lot for this game but in terms of challenge cards if you're just getting a deal on a challenge card you got to get through red room takeover challenge three or two i think whatever the one is with the uh the pit arena in the middle and the uprised um ledge i guess around the map it's a godsend for grinding out challenges so there you go yeah and i feel like that's now that we have the challenge card activation half off price Mm -hmm. and red room takeover being back till march 3rd that's like a bread and butter announcement and i don't think they intended that (laughs) to be a thing Mm because i I don't know i feel like they don't really say like hey you want to knock out some challenges red room takeover is the best way to do it i don't think they actively like promote promote the takeover as that venue but i think for you and me Mm -hmm. that is the way to do it so for those that are listening and we're the people who are like, man, I'm holding off on the Black Panther challenge card. Maybe consider doing it because yep. Red Room Takeover is the place to do it. Yeah. So I believe if you dive into this today, because it went live on the 17th, we're recording on the 18th for release on the 19th. If you dive in, you should be able to, if you are efficient with your time, uh, and let's say that you don't have any of them completed, none of the things are done. You should be able to work in two weeklies, and if you pop in every day, I don't even know how many da- uh, how many dailies that would be between reset. But um, yeah, you could make some serious progress on a challenge card with this, and I'm going to hopefully be able to get Spider Man done. And uh, I got a few stragglers from launch that I still haven't finished, like Kamala and Hulk. So maybe I can get some progress there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Red Room Takeover is real real good for this. So. Mm-hmm that's back for those who need it uh the marketplace has some stuff going on in at the moment uh if you have credits that you get from grinding out your challenge cards perhaps you'll want to spend them on the newest mcu skin jack what is it it is thor ragnarok it's thor suit from thor ragnarok and honestly might be my favorite skin of the game um it's not perfect as as a lot of skins aren't in this game um but it's like his arena costume with like the blue shoulder pad um it has like some like red 
streaks like down the side like looks like paint almost Mm -hmm. um it's got some teal here and there he's got the beard he's got his little like guardian or uh i don't even know what to say gladiator like gauntlets or whatever um the one thing missing from this which i'm a little upset about is the helmet love the helmet Mm -hmm. on thor wish it was here it's not that's fine this is still great might might be a day one purchase for me i haven't jumped into the game in a while but i might get this like as soon as i can yeah like love thor love the skins i have for him i i'm a fan of the infinity war one i have uh but the ragnarok one is the one i wanted from the jump and i believe i could be wrong on this or maybe i am misremembering because of the the paint on the the torso but i believe he has the face paint on too does he not uh the yes he does he does that's great it's it's hard to tell on the image that they shared Mm -hmm. um but yes he does yeah so like i'm with you on the helmet it's it's a really fun spin on the classic thor helmet with the wings but yeah i didn't expect them to do the face paint or the war paint anywhere on that thing so um yeah i'm into it and i definitely don't have enough credits for this right now so i gotta juggle myself some funds and uh see if i want to cough up some cash because i haven't done that yet still for this game might be time yeah i haven't either i i i do have some credits i probably could spend some on this and i probably will but i'm also i also might hold off to the next half off deal that we get half off sale because they're like relatively common yeah like i'm sure in the next like i don't know six months we'll get one so i i might hold off in that in that meantime yeah so we'll see uh if you missed out on the captain america first avenger mcu skin that is also still in the shop at the moment along with more of the recent team set i don't know the name i wrote down tron suits because it's exactly how it sounds uh so yeah you got some options in the shop right now for your credits that you'll be earning through what we talked about already but we talked last week jack our stark realities last week was is the game dead i was fully uh cynical about it but you had a glimmer of hope and your hope was rewarded this week yeah game's not dead it's really in not. fact some more being some more work being put into it yeah and while we don't have tons of specifics there is a promise that sounds like it would take a handful of months right like this doesn't seem like oh, we're gonna end the game support in april right it seems pretty significant so yeah i i feel like they're gearing up or something anytime they have like patches or something like this it always feels like they're getting ready for the next big thing it kind of seems like that is the case like they're doing a lot of quality of life changes it seems Mm -hmm. in the in the near months so to me that says we're getting ready to update the game for the next big thing Yes. So currently, as it stands, there are two major posts that went up through the Avengers website via the Wartable blog and just a dev blog. First, we're going to run through the patch that is referenced in the dev update, but uh, the specifics, the highlights of patch 2.3, which is coming at a later date, are interesting and fixing some 
either minor issues or annoyances or things that just make more sense for players to enjoy the game more and uh, be incentivized to play it more. So a few things, I'll run through them, and we can talk about the, our specific highlights after I list them off. How's that sound? Sounds good. First up, for the raid, we got checkpoints, specifically checkpoint rewards. So rather than having to complete the raid to get your gear drop from completion, there will be gear awarded to you and your party four separate times throughout the raid at different checkpoints. That's the first thing. Second thing, completion of the raid and Omega level threats are now going to be awarding units. A first completion for the week is going to give you a thousand units for either and multiple completions after that will reward you with 500. Uh, Vaults, vault missions no longer need coordinates. You will be able to just pick up a vault mission from the kiosks for the shield agents and every other faction that you get missions from. Lastly, uh, are tied into the villain sectors and vaults, sorry. Uh, those are always going to stay on the war table. So having to wait for a symphony and gamma to do the uh, maestro villain sector, that took me almost a full year, Jack, for that to pop up from, <laughs> from when I was logged into the game. Uh, always going to be available on the war table now, which is fantastic. Exotics have a chance of being dropped from vaults and villain sectors now. And now lastly, the Mega Hive and other Omega level threats will now be hero bound for rewards rather than account bound. There you go. These all seem like what you mentioned. Updates that just make more sense. Like nothing too radical or anything, but it's just makes the game more easy to play and navigate. Yeah. And honestly eliminates a lot of headaches of like what the hell is this thing where is this mission like what what where do i find this like it just makes it more appealing for me to actually want to get into the game and play the stuff i want to play you know rather than i'm not playing anything right now i could be playing something let me play avengers well what am i going to have to play is it going to be the same fight abomination on top of the empire state building mission that i've done a million times when I'd rather do, uh, I guess, Taskmaster fight. I don't know, man. But like having the, those options available, specifically being able to queue into a vault mission whenever you want instead of having to go loot a damn chest in the middle of a mission, exit it, get the mission, and then go to the vault. That's good too, because vault missions personally are my favorite thing to play co-op. Um, that's not high-level content. So the fact that that gateway is open to just be very convenient now and they will potentially drop exotics, probably rare, but there's a shot now. That's good. That's really good to me. I like that. Can you explain the vault update to me? Because from to me, like I, I just always found vaults on the war table. Like I'm confused about the coordinates situation. So you know how there's the hidden shield bunkers in uh, like the, the open field areas of the game? Mm-hmm. So you go in there, you loot one of the chests in those areas, you will get coordinates to a vault, and then it will show up on your war table. So you you previously 
would have been able to find vault missions through looting chests and they would they would just like add on to your table um it wasn't like a every week here's the one you can queue into or anything like that the way there are for other mission chains um and occasionally like a mission chain would have a specific vault as part of the chain but if you wanted to just get into one without having a preset thing on from the Avengers Initiative uh, quest line or anything like that, you'd have to go find a shield bunker, loot all the chests. This very specific chest would give you the item that would unlock a thing on the map, and then you could go do it. So, been playing this game for two years. Did not know that. Yeah, I I remember because this was the that method was how you found the extra bonus mission in the beta. So right yeah going into the full game i was like oh so that's how you unlock vaults and uh interesting yeah it's rough so yeah again just something that was silly in the past and this is just an easy update to fix that so that's good definitely uh so out of all those which one would you say is the most exciting for you personally because there were a lot of other things a lot of intricacies to some of the things i listed off and a bit more in the minutiae but Grand scheme, these are the ones that seem to be the most um, player-friendly changes on the surface. Yeah, and if I've played, if I had played the raid, I'd probably say the raid updates are the most exciting because I think that takes a lot of the frustration out of getting through an X hour raid and then not being able to finish it and not getting any rewards. So the fact that there's checkpoint rewards is fantastic. Uh, but for me personally, it's probably the Mega Hive. Uh, update where it's now hero bad rather than account so you can run in and do the mega hive multiple times per week with different heroes rather than just once per account that is huge i think that's a great way to earn exotics and to be able to do that with a bunch of heroes throughout the week is great for sure and i know that's a thing the community has been asking for for a very long time and they did reference that um oh, we tried this and it was received well, so we're implementing it, which is, at this point, I think is fair to say a trend for Avengers, right? Like, if we see the mess with something that isn't just a limited time sale, I would expect that is a feature that they will bring to the game at some point because they did this before with the uh, multiple hero thing and I believe a handful of others. So good to see, I think. Yeah, they, they definitely test out a lot of things before actually putting it in, and this is just another example of that, so good on them. Yes. Uh, the next thing regarding Marvel's Avengers is a dev update blog from uh, Crystal themselves. I will read through... I'll just read through this whole thing real quick, and then there's a couple takeaways because they, they br briefly touch on the patch we just discussed, but most of the other stuff surrounding the future of the game is spread out throughout here. So They posted, Hey everyone, we know many of you have been eagerly awaiting our next formal roadmap for Marvel's Avengers. We aren't yet ready to reveal the next full roadmap, but we can share some news about our next update and how we're improving and changing the game in the near and medium term. In Marvel's Avengers, core game systems must evolve with the player base, and as we learn more about how players play. A number of the systems built at launch haven't grown and aren't sufficiently delivering the most fun superhero team experience. We addressed some of these in our last patch with the addition of shipments, a reworking of the gear upgrading system, a streamlined resource economy, and other changes. More of this type of work, 
like a refresh of rewards for events like Red Room Takeover and Corrupted Vibranium, is ongoing and is a substantial part of our near-term development plan. To give specific examples, uh, sneak peek at patch 2.3, currently plans to release in March, that's what we were just discussing, uh, and a sample of the changes it will bring. Uh, da, 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 da. First, Nick Fury is returning to lead S.H.I.E.L.D. and coordinate future Avengers initiative missions alongside Director Hill. Uh, this comes with a much-needed rework of the War Table and Mission Select system. We're changing how to find, select, and launch missions on the leveling journey throughout the Avengers Initiative. Our primary goal is to improve the flow for new players to reduce frustration in the leveling process. The more organized and directed experience will also create larger, more concentrated matchmaking pools for higher-level players. We're also taking the opportunity to use what we learned in the past year to further balance gear perks. We've seen some amazing builds and plan on creating a wider variety of powerful builds to discover and play. Uh, skip around a little bit. New shipments, they talked about that as well, how that's working out. Um, the changes to the Omega level threats and the gear rewards from that. Lastly, we will continue to prioritize critical bugs like improving race stability and player feedback when we need to make tuning adjustments. This is a glimpse of what lies ahead. Stay tuned to our dev blogs and live streams about patch 2.3, where we plan to go over changes in detail as we get closer to release. We also can't wait to share more about our long-term plans, and we'll do so as soon as we finalize development and launch schedules. We loved our adventures together and are excited to show you and share with you new adventures we have planned for new ways to fight, new heroes to fight with, new challenges to face, and how we plan to continue expanding Marvel's Avengers. Thanks for playing with us. That's Keyword, Christian. Yes. Expanding. Yes. <laughs> new expansion confirmed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but that was a lot. Like, I think coming out of last week, you were probably not expecting this. And I, I certainly wasn't, but do you think this is a big change for you? Uh, considering last week, I fully thought the game was dead. Uh, yes, but that's in that specific scenario of dead to this is like way more than I expected. In terms of is the game healthy? I, I don't know, like, because I, I do think, and tell me if I'm being too critical of this, I guess, a lot of this does seem kind of vague. I know we got the specifics of patch 2.3, uh, I think a, day, a full day after this was posted, maybe two. So that's good that we're getting more information very quickly. But like they say near term, we're still figuring out the future, uh, not ready for the roadmap yet. We want to solidify schedules for things which is good i think that's a very good thing to do before you make any promises but it's it's a verbal conf like confirmation that they're committed still i think anything can change because i have to look back to anthem where and i know it's a different company uh bioware said we're doing anthem next we're working on anthem next a whole year went by and they were just saying that we're committed, we're reworking things. And then the day came where they had to decide if Anthem was going to live or die from a higher up position at EA and they axed it. So grain of salt still, but this does have me hopeful, I'll say, especially compared to last week. What about you? No, I think you're right. Um, there's nothing really major in this. Um, this all seems like kind of similar to the, the patch chance we were describing. And some of this is regarding uh patch 2.3 um 
But yeah, it is sort of quality of life improvements. I think the thing that sticks out to me is what I've been talking about for a while is the mission select system up update. I don't want to have to sift through like maps on a globe to figure out what missions I want to play. If I just have like straight up a list of like locations and like underneath that the missions that are available there or sort them by vaults or sort them by uh different like different type mission types i think that's great but yeah it's not like new content or anything it's just kind of reworked systems and just trying to improve that uh i do think though this like i said earlier it does seem that this is paving the way for um player or user-friendly uh updates that will be ready in time for things like new characters and things like potentially maybe a new uh, expansion or something like that, even like smaller hero events. Um, but yeah, I do think this is a precursor to that. Uh, I'm still under the opinion that we're going to get another expansion this year. Um, and it sounds like it's a verbal confirmation or a written confirmation that they said uh, there's going to be new heroes essentially at the end of this. Um, I don't think that's that big a surprise, but it does seem like with the lack of news in the past couple of months that things seem to kind of dire. But it, it seems that they're committed to doing all this, all these updates to pave the way for new content going forward. Yeah, and I think another thing that stands out to me is the fact that they're saying Nick Fury is coming back because... I don't know if you would bring Nick Fury back with the role he's played in this game so far if you don't plan on expanding the story to some degree in terms of following up with the last time we saw him, which I believe was in the future, uh, and laying the foundation for the work he was doing and preparing with Monica to prevent the invasion, right? So specifically calling out that Nick Fury is returning does have me a bit more on your side of maybe we do get an expansion this year and that is the big finale. So I thought that definitely stood out to me when I read through it. I did not expect to see that in here. Uh, but for the most part, I agree with you. I think this is reiterating, reassuring, but things could still go one way or the other when it comes to super long-term plans. If this is the final year or not, how many heroes we get, stuff like that. So, uh, looking forward to the roadmap at this rate uh, now that they've locked in March for update 2.3 I personally am not expecting the roadmap until like earliest the end of March most likely sometime in April I don't know how you feel about that timeline uh, I think that is the realistic timeline which is not good you don't want to release your year-long roadmap in April <laughs> um of of that year it seems very late like you're almost halfway through the year um i'm still thinking march like maybe late march this will i honestly don't know when this comes out in march hopefully towards the beginning um but yeah marvel's avengers always has like they always need space for like their their thing and like even if patch 2.3 that doesn't seem like it's that big of a thing to them it's like this is the this is the next big thing and we need space to, to to release this and we don't need things crowding it so you're probably right like which is really unfortunate this the roadmap probably is a couple months away 
I'm still holding out hope for March, but man, I think releasing your roadmap in April of that year is is not good. Like you missed three months of content drops. That's that's pretty worrisome. Yeah, and I mean, if it's a matter of them trying to line up stuff so there's no dips in the roadmap, I think I'd be cool with that, you know, rather than, like, maybe we get She-Hulk in March and then we get nothing for two months after that at all, not even updates, and then we hit a pretty good pace for the rest of the year. Like, I, I would personally prefer a longer break from the game if it meant that they could line it up so it all leads up consistently to the ending they have planned or the expansion they have planned, if not the ending. Um, Because we're already in a drought. I can deal with another month. What's that to me at this point, you know? Sure, we're used to it. Yeah, so. But that's really all there is with Marvel's Avengers right now. Um... I guess curious to see how the community responds to this. I haven't really looked into the subreddit that much or checked the pulse of any other creators, but uh, yeah, we'll continue following along with what's up with the game. And hopefully we have a roadmap in time for Jack's birthday. Wouldn't that be swell? That would be a great match of that birthday weekend. I get uh, the Batman get a roadmap for marvel's avengers mm-hmm. that's great there there does seem to be some things that I always release around my birthday mm-hmm. logan was march 3rd mm. the nintendo switch march 3rd some good stuff going on Hell yeah. around that time absolutely see for me with my birthday it's always something's happening the day before or the day after which is mm. Still, not complaining, right? Final Fantasy VII Remake came out April 10th. That was the day after my birthday. I got to do that at midnight. That was a great way to end the day. Oh, that's awesome. This year, Sonic 2, April 8th. I think there's a game coming out April 8th, so... April 9th. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But there we go. (laughs) Watch us. We're hoping for the Jack Martin roadmap birthday drop. It's going to be the Christian Buckley birthday roadmap drop. Yeah, (laughs) that's absolutely right. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, at least we got Batman, you know? Yeah. Well, meanwhile, got some things going on in the world of Marvel. Uh, You want to start with the trailers and then lead into our talk of content with potential bad news for said content? Yes, I think that's a good that's a good call. Okay. You want to start with the trailer for a television series or a movie? Let's do the television series because okay. I don't I don't have too too much to say about this one. Okay. Moon Knight. Moon Knight is the next MCU project coming our way pretty soon. We're just about a month and a half away from the premiere in March. Super Bowl happened this past week. Got some trailers at said event. One of them was a new trailer for Moon Knight, which uh, gave us some new looks at some action shots, some interesting little tidbits and frames to uh, run your eyes over. What what stood out to you in this trailer? Honestly, I, I was watching Super Bowl and I saw this trailer. Um, nothing really too much stood out to me that I already hadn't seen uh, in previous trailers. <laughs> I think the thing that came out recently was the mr knight like mm-hmm. shot of him um in like day clothes kind of but still as moon knight mm-hmm. um i don't know I, I feel like 
there really wasn't too too much from this for me at least but i mean still got me hyped for for moon knight and i think a lot of the information like after this came out of like kevin feige saying like yeah we're not pulling punches with this one or anything like that i think those comments sort of got me more excited than this trailer did but what about you yeah i i agree um i've been taking the comments with a grain of salt you know um because of course trusting kevin feige at this point but pulling punches can be relative you know to the mcu versus something like daredevil you know i think there's a wide range and we're not pulling punches between those two types of uh, action scenes so listen i don't need moon knight to be rated r tvma or anything like that but i do i do hope that it is evocative of the vibe that some of those netflix shows have um and i think the trailer still has me hopeful that we'll get to that um, the Mr. Night shot, I think, was cool because I think that's a very awesome look for Moon Knight, and it's a pretty recent look, I believe. It's, it was sometime in the 2010s. I remember seeing a comic cover that debuted that look. Uh, fan of that. Was really happy to see the um, the Batman-style pose he did when he jumped off the roof and he like did the glide with the cape. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, the cape of him looking of that looking like the crescent moon i think looks awesome yeah that looks sick so um yeah overall solid trailer i think this one i think this was a more hype trailer than the first one but the types of tone that first one established with oscar isaac and his performance i think i was more interested in and speaking of comments i know ethan hawk was saying like he was talking up this performance we got coming our way from Oscar Isaac, and he said that uh, no other MCU portrayal has been as rich a character study since Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, which is a lofty claim. Yeah, uh, it's hard to take the, those comments like seriously yeah. because it's like, oh, you're just trying to promote the show. But um, you could take them with a grain of salt, like that. I, I feel like the character lends himself to a really interesting performance and Oscar Isaac is fantastic. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, I don't think he's too crazy for saying that, but yeah, it is worth noting. Like take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. And that's where I'm at too. Cause like I, there's been some really great, like Wanda has been a, a fantastic character to unravel. Um, and a handful of others I'm sure that I can, can't think of at the moment, but like, specifically you're right oscar isaac is a fantastic actor and i also saw a quote that said something along the lines of he was surprised by how much creative freedom he had to bring to the table and i think he specifically was like oh is like the corporate side gonna be very restrictive of like what i do as this character but he had a lot of freedom to um get weird with it according to him his words so after star wars hearing him say that has me pretty hopeful can't lie yeah i think he certainly has a opportunity to portray a really interesting character so Mm -hmm. this is exciting i uh i don't know i'm kind of hit or miss with the disney plus shows i kind of hope this breaks the mold of that yeah um i don't know they all sort of follow a similar sort of structure I don't expect this to deviate too much, unfortunately, but 
I hope uh, I hope it differ- differentiates itself enough to sort of feel a little bit different from the the shows we've gotten so far. Yeah, because being completely honest, for me, it's been almost a year since we were getting weekly MCU stuff that I was like really enthusiastic about. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. So, WandaVision era is undefeated. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, that that was so good. It was and so- uh, I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was good too, but like, not not the same level. And then I think Loki felt a little bit more similar to WandaVision. Yeah, Loki for sure got close. I think the with separation though, I just appreciate WandaVision being a bit more bold. I think so. Yeah, even if it didn't very work unique. So. I I hope more shows are like that mm-hmm. in in the future. Like, just feel different from each other because most of the Marvel shows feel very similar, except for WandaVision and like slightly Loki as well. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, what we've seen from Moon Knight does feel like it could live up to that potential so mm-hmm. uh speaking of wanda and getting weird new trailer doctor strange and the multiverse of madness at the super bowl as well uh this one dropped before the super bowl because i was getting ready to watch the super bowl and i was like in the middle of something and then my phone started blowing up and i was like wait what <laughs> it already came out um so this one was a full, full, full trailer. This was a significant thing. Gave us a good, I feel, direction that we could be going with this movie. It felt a bit more focused than the post No Way Home Doctor Strange trailer. Uh, probably because this is most likely post reshoots they cut this trailer and they have a better idea of what the final movie will be as opposed to the no way home teaser so yeah what stood out to you about this one because there's a lot there's a lot in here so i dislike i actively dislike the first doctor strange movie it's one of my least favorites in the mcu Mm -hmm. i'm very excited for this movie after this trailer i think beforehand i was and i still am worried about like the cameo situation is it going to feel cheap? Is it going to feel earned? Is it going to make sense? I'm still worried about that. Um, but I think visually this movie is stunning. Already looks that way. And, it, and that is continues the trend from the first Doctor Strange, which inarguably that movie looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the the thing, the main takeaway for, the, for this, for I think a lot of people was Patrick Stewart coming in and speaking. And like, we're getting Professor X back. And and honestly, like after this trailer and seeing that, I'm like, you know what? I do not want to see anything else from this movie. And I've muted everything uh, for Doctor Strange, like Wanda, Doctor Strange, X-Men, like anything that I could see on my feed mm-hmm. that will like have people even like speculating on what we'll see. I've muted because like I don't even want to speculate what we'll see. Like I, I want to go in as uninformed as possible because like imagine if that if we went into spider-man like that like that would have been amazing and I'm, I'm i'm trying to replicate that for this sure yeah uh i greatly enjoy the first doctor strange it's one of my favorite origins they've done and i'm also looking forward to this one of coming off the first doctor strange but more specifically seeing the role that strange has played in the mcu outside of his own movie and the main reason 
beyond all that is of course Sam Raimi, which I I really I don't know if this is going to translate to the movie, right? Because I feel like this was a similar case with the first Doctor Strange, but there wasn't much like humor in this trailer. It was very tonally consistent. Uh, it stuck with its red horror aesthetic that it was going off since it showed Wanda in that like burning area. Um, so I, I like that. I got to respect the Sam Raimi zoom in that we got in this trailer to a bloody Wanda. A lot of eye shots. A lot of, a lot eye, of shots. eye shots. Um, and yeah, it just, it just felt different, which I think is also very refreshing because as exciting as some of last year's Marvel stuff was, a lot of it blends together. And this, just from this trailer and what we know about the movie, feels like it will probably be pretty distinct. So I, I really liked this trailer a lot. Yeah, no, I, I do too. This is this is really exciting. Um, a lot of possibilities for this. Um, yeah, it, it just looks like visually distinct, like what you're saying. Uh, and they, a, a lot of people pointed this out. There, it seems like the MCU is really leaning into promoting some of its like capital D capital D directors like Chloe Zhao I think was the first time they were like they actively promoted like the director in a trailer um and they did they did that for Sam Raimi in this trailer um so yeah it seems like Sam Raimi might have like carte blanche to do like his thing with this movie which is really exciting because he's a great director yeah and I'm very excited to see hopefully unleashed sam raimi you know like i'm sure that he will have restrictions and has to play with certain elements of the mcu but i i still think there could be a lot going on in this movie the way that spider-man 3 exists you know because Mm. there's a lot going on in this trailer there is wanda who may or may not be positioned to be the antagonist i'm not quite sure uh doctor strange who is facing consequences from no way home through the illuminati and that's being introduced and their role in the multiverse is going to have a thing to play and that just brings with it a bunch of cameos as well uh there's a lot going on here and i i i just hope that it wasn't all thrown on him the way it was seemingly for Spider-Man. Like I hope early on in the process, he understood everything that had to be implemented here and could make it work because I would hate if that man had to go through the same thing twice, honestly. Yeah. I I think he's probably very cautious about the types of projects he signs up for. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure like, presumably he worked with Kevin Feige on the third Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken. I think he was Kevin Feige was involved with those. Mm-hmm. I, I think he was Maybe a little bit, yeah, for some, yeah, on some level. At least, like, yeah, I, I think Kevin Feige is probably very, also is probably also sensitive to the fact that, uh, <laughs> um, Sam Raimi got burned with Spider Man Three. A lot of that was not his fault. So, I think he, he's probably given a lot of freedom to do his thing in this in this movie and it seems like he's he's dipping back into his horror elements from um his previous works so that's exciting yeah and listen i want them to go full unhinged with the horror i know there will be a line that they won't cross at some point but from what they did show here like the 
two, maybe two Wandas, I think. Like, it looks intense. Some of that stuff did look intense for the stuff that we've seen Elizabeth Olsen bring to Wanda in WandaVision and placing her and the range she has in a quote-unquote horror movie has me very excited. So that is my biggest takeaway here outside of, of course, Professor X, which is still wild, but um, do, do you... Where do you fall on that energy person? Who who do you think that is? Energy? Oh, oh, like the Captain Marvel lookalike? Yeah, because I've seen a lot of different takes on who that could be. I've seen people speculate that it's like a multiverse version of Carol or of uh, Captain Marvel, but it's um. Oh, I'm forgetting Maria Rambo. It, yeah, Maria Rambo, which I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, I, I've also seen some stills that i could be swayed to believe that it is a multiverse iron man like some of the rumors suggest Mm -hmm. uh and listen say what you will about tom cruise but he makes a damn good movie from time to time and i really (laughs) really hope that he's in this especially as a villain if he's playing a villain iron man oh boy i would go nuts that'd be fantastic yeah i don't know i don't know if that was uh it, it seems like it's a Captain Marvel variant. Sure, yeah. But with, with the Illuminati situation and with, like, the Ultron bots or whatever that we saw, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see some sort of Iron Man in this. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be Robert Downey Jr. either. No. Um, plus, apparently, the creator of, like, a newer version of Iron Man, I think Superior Iron Man, who is a skin in the Avengers game, uh, right. did say that with his superior form tony like will glow red or when angry or something like that and like he has red energy tied into his um i almost said kit his uh, abilities so not gonna write it off but the the safe bet is probably maria rambo captain marvel thing so um and something real quick on like different heroes showing up i didn't really consider and this is something i should have but i did not um i thought this movie would be more along the lines of with the cameos being like let's bring back like the 2000s heroes that no one cares about but everyone seems to freak out on social media about Mm -hmm. no one really cares about them stop pretending but uh (laughs) um i like the idea of delving into like multiverse versions of characters we know um like the rumor of like an iron man showing uh, an iron man variant showing up or like we've seen like a few different Doctor Strange variants, it seems in this, or potentially like a Wanda or like a Captain Marvel variant. I think that would be more interesting than like, uh, what am I thinking of? Like the Fantastic Four showing up, or you know, Ghost Rider showing up. Like I, I don't, I don't need that. I think it'd be more interesting to to explore like different sides of the characters we already know. John Cena, Steve Rogers. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I, th- I think that could be more fun. That could open gateways to future appearances. Like if they ever, well, like let's say hypothetically Tom Cruise is in this as Iron Man. If he's received well and they want to do something with Iron Man in the future, they don't have to rely on Robert Downey Jr., you know? And that could be, because that happens in comics and like all the time, things get recast. And the way the MCU is set up, 
they can't really do recasts for the most part. Like, I know Rhodey was very early on, but with the multiverse, people have been very vocal, like, especially with things like Black Panther, you could easily use the multiverse as an in-universe way to recast, and people could probably be okay with it. So um, that could be a solution, and I think that would be a fun way to at least see that and see what the potential could be of variance like you're suggesting so yeah sure. and uh I, i'm very curious how they deal I, I wonder if this is gonna be the movie that introduces the x-men because it obviously sounds like we're getting professor x but like what does that mean is are we getting that professor x as our guy now or is he more of like an introduction to mutants and i'm still i'm still curious about that um so i'm interested to see if that if this movie really like is the lead-in to Mm-hmm. mutants going forward because i think for so many different projects in the past two years everyone's been like oh this is the mutant one we're getting the mutants now yeah uh, and like it, it has that has not been the case so so that's, this continues with this movie i i don't mean to do anything that you don't want to discuss with this movie right but there's a line professor x has yeah, he's, his one line is like, "Should we we should tell him the truth or something like that. Mm. Have you seen the speculation about what truth he maybe is talking about? No, I haven't. Would you like to? I don't think so. Okay. I don't. Maybe dance around it in a little bit, if, if you can. But okay. I'm trying to go it, in as like blind as possible to this. There, It's a theory that speculates an explanation for... Um, introducing the mutants into the MCU. Okay, interesting. So it seems like this movie may deal with this, maybe deal with that fact. That's I, I'm, fascinating. I mean, if Professor X is here, I imagine it would. You know, right? I, like I, I know he is in this, and he plays some sort of role in this. I'm just curious, like how, what that means for the mutants fitting into like the MCU as sure. we know it. Like, do they come in from a, a multiverse mm-hmm. or like that? That's something that's still confusing me. But yeah, it seems like we'll we'll get an answer to that. Yeah. The theory is the answer to that or like a a, a, a positive answer to that. So, OK, gotcha. Um, I, I think regardless, mutants will come up in some degree because we have um, Wanda here as well, who historically is a mutant i don't i think that was changed at some point but the only reason it was changed was because of the weird licenses um mm-hmm. considering you have scarlet witch and professor x those are two mutant first characters who are prominent in the x-men comics so the word mutant may be said there may be an explanation there may be something and i don't know if you felt this way but you know the scene in x-men the last stand where it's the flashback, I think, and Professor X goes to meet Jean Grey in the house. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I try I think, to repress that movie. But yeah, yes. I think it's a flashback. Um, when they had the shot of the two wand, I, th- I think it was two wandas, or like it was implied it was two wandas, mm-hmm. yeah. in that house, maybe the sensible thing was like, oh, suburban house, WandaVision, they're calling to that. But I did think, especially because Professor X is in this movie, of that scene where he goes to meet Gene. Oh, it's not a flashback. That's how he dies originally. Uh, 
where he goes to meet Jean in the house, and then like Jean, who is on the Scarlet Witch level of superpowerness, causes a big problem. So I don't know if that was intentional. Probably wasn't, but I did think of that scene. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, I I went to Westview in sure. my brain, but that is that's a fascinating uh, read into that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, we won't have to wait too long. Just uh, three months away from Doctor Strange. So yeah, that is so soon. Like, I know we were supposed to get this earlier, but it's almost Mar- March, and then we just have March and April to get there for this one. And this is at the very beginning of May. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah, I believe we would have been seeing it probably this week. Honestly. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. So this is a uh, IMAX viewing, one hundred percent. I hope my IMAX is open. <laughs> the thing true yeah so yeah i have to go to a different state to see uh i'm seeing batman and imax mm. and yeah <laughs> the one closest to us is uh still not open very sad very unfortunate i bet it's dusty in there yeah dude gotta be <laughs> oh man uh one last thing that's collecting dust in marvel at the moment <laughs> that was great thank you let's just pause and just appreciate how great that was thank you the Netflix shows. The Netflix shows that you and I, along with some other people, have been dusting off are uh, about to get vaulted, supposedly. Um, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Netflix, the Netflix Marvel shows being Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Defenders. There's no other one. Uh, nope. And I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. also. Uh will be leaving on March 1st. Yeah, that is bizarre, considering, like, maybe this is just the the time that that license ran out to them, but Mm -hmm. it's a very bad, it's very bad timing for us, of course, but for lots of people, like you said, getting uh, re-interested in these shows because of, recent projects where some characters have shown back up um it's really terrible timing like and and there's no announcement of if they're going to another streaming service yet so these are kind of just going off into the ether unless you have physical versions with which no one does yeah i want to say that there's a blu-ray of season one of daredevil but it must be very rare and i don't know if they ever release the other ones on blu-ray i feel like i feel like they would have been released because I think, like, Stranger Things is on Blu-ray, and, mm-hmm. like, I know HBO releases, like, Game of Thrones and stuff on Blu-ray and, and and things like that. So there probably are physical copies, but I feel like for Netflix shows in particular, no one's, no one's getting the physical copies. Yeah. So, like you mentioned, there's no hint of where these could end up next. I... I have a hard time believing that Disney Plus will feature a Russian man getting his head smashed off with a car door and then seeing his headless body for a while in the next episode. I I don't believe that that will be on Disney Plus. I think the safe bet is probably Hulu, which is lucky because I still have Hulu, but I have Hulu with ads, and I'm about to go from no ads, Daredevil, to three ads an episode, Daredevil, which is not a good thing. No, that that is awful. You're about to go from like 45 minute episode to like an hour episode with ads. 
maybe more like an hour episode to an hour 15 because i feel like some of those daredevil episodes are pushing an hour yeah oh yeah so uh i did do a, a quick little search on amazon daredevil seasons one and two blu-ray combined is uh 85 dollars what show you're kidding me no it, i think that's the thing i think it's rare i think they only printed it for a couple years that's wild yeah even like so, the I want to see if the Defenders has a Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't know. Set. Um, but yeah, th- this sucks because it's, for the most part, from what I've seen, either really solid or great Marvel storytelling. Uh, I still stand by believing Daredevil Season 1 and Elements of Season 2 are still more enjoyable to me than a decent amount of the current Marvel television shows. So it sucks that people will be cut off from that. It sucks for people that are in the middle of rewatching them all that you have basically a week and a half to get through everything before they're gone indefinitely. I I do wonder though, because I, I think the Daredevil contract expired a while ago and that's why he was able to show up in Spider-Man. So maybe it's like the whole bunch is expiring and that's why they're leaving but I remember Daredevil was supposed to expire first. So I've seen some people wonder if because they're leaving, if we're going to get a definitive answer soon on whether or not these are MCU canon or if these are all variants and the kingpin we see in Hawkeye is the MCU's kingpin and the one that we all know is a variant. Like, do you think we'll get an answer one way or the other? in the near future because of this move yeah i do i i honestly do think these are still in the mcu um i would i'd be upset if we watch all the way through daredevil and it's a, a different guy yeah. um so i'm i'm kind of hoping that they're still in the mcu and i think we'll get that answer i'd be i'd be pretty upset if these were variants yeah i would too honestly like even Spider-Man fucked up with the timeline, right? Like, we can just say that these things took place within one calendar year. Nobody will care, you know? Just be like, oh, yeah, so this every season of Daredevil happened from uh, the year after the Battle of New York to the year before Age of Ultron, and then we just didn't do any more Daredevil stories. Nobody will care if you just shift that, because then it will work with the snap and everything, and you don't have to talk about what happened there just the, i feel like it's easy to retcon it and make a canon if it's like in flux at the moment because spider-man your main guy got weird with the timeline and that made it into theaters so if they really wanted to i believe that they could make all these things work in the mcu canon and i think they should because i'm with you i'd be upset if we have to relearn daredevil matt murdoch through charlie cox doing it again you know like it's it would be unfortunate and while it wouldn't discredit the greatness of this show it would feel like what are we doing we only have so many years with him to be daredevil why are we going to start over you know yeah i'm largely just upset that this is the timing of this is like right smack dab in our daredevil rewatch i know so we gotta we gotta get through season three 
in like a week if that's even possible yeah dude uh man maybe maybe i just take a day soon and just get through as much of it as i can but like that that also sucks because i i I like giving at least so far with the shows we've watched like i like giving them room to breathe and like having the episodes like i don't like binging things much but if we have to i will do it so yeah sam i'm i'm with you on that especially like these are somewhat longer seasons like 12 or 13 episodes Mm -hmm. which i think is long for um like hour-long episodes uh so yeah maybe we got a we got a holiday coming up on monday so maybe that's the time to get through like half of them yeah i don't know i also want to see the new uncharted movie that day so who knows Mm -hmm. worth it (laughs) yeah definitely but we'll see what's up in the future we'll try and do our best uh sorry for those who have been following along if you want to keep up with us you're gonna have to binge an entire season in a week but uh with that why don't we talk about the defenders one of the casualties of the netflix culling what's your history with the show um i saw it once before the lead up to season three of daredevil because Mm -hmm. i think i saw a trailer for daredevil season three i'm like whoa (laughs) what where do we find ourselves because i don't remember this uh and then i looked up that like the defenders very heavily like leads into season three especially for daredevil like it sets up the uh, the uh sequel seasons for all of these characters but like especially daredevil so i felt the need to watch through this show um and honestly didn't remember a single thing <laughs> like i went through this uh, this um this rewatch and i remembered like maybe the last episode because i think that was the most consequential pretty much everything else i forgot sigourney weaver was in the show that yeah i did <laughs> I not know that completely forgot so yeah but what about you this is your first time watching it is that right first time going through it i knew it was the crossover with the four of them uh like i said i only got like midway through season two of daredevil originally and never saw season three never saw defenders uh, I think what soured me on continuing with any of the shows was the fact that I watched a few episodes of Iron Fist and I was like, you know what? I, I'm i in the middle of like Arrow and Flash and Daredevil and this. I got to cut something. So <laughs> I saw Iron Fist and I ended up cutting all the Defenders out of my life. <laughs> it soured me that bad. but Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Yeah, this is my first time going through it. And I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, what did you you like about this? Uh, I mean, you know I'm big on characters specifically and seeing like a a fun cast bounce off each other. Like I love the Guardians movies for that reason. Uh, I think that's the reason that Avengers 1 doesn't hold up for me is because... It got tired fast. But here, I think, having little to no familiarity with the majority of the Defenders, uh, using Matt Murdock and Daredevil as, like, my gateway into the group, I liked some of the banter. Uh, I, until this announcement was made, I was planning on probably starting Jessica Jones because I know she's, like, a private investigator sort of thing, and her character and i like kristen ritter from breaking bad like 
seeing her bounce off the crew here made me want to see her show. Now I have to wait. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was mainly the character interactions I thought were fun. Um, I still hate, and I, part of it's hamming it up, but I really don't enjoy Iron Fist as a character. Um, Luke Cage I enjoyed as well. So, like, seeing them as sort of, like, this is a pitch for me to get sold on their shows, um, I liked the elements of their characters I was able to pick up on that way, you know. So, maybe that's why, because I was discovering these characters where other people came in fully knowing everything about them, but, um, that was a fun puzzle for me, and seeing them in the scenarios they had to go through, so... Yeah, that's something I also enjoyed about the show. Um, I really think uh, Kristen Ritter's character, Jessica Jones, is like one of the highlights of this season. Um, I love her attitude. She's just like constantly like she's like playful, playfully rude, which mm -hmm. I think is really fun. Um, I like I'm watching a uh, mayor of Easttown right now. And the main character of that is very similar um, to, to to Jessica in this. Uh, but yeah, I was kind of with you. I, I really did want to restart jessica jones because i've seen like maybe half of the first season and just fell off uh not because of the quality of the show i just stopped watching but eventually i'll go back but um yeah i really liked luke cage as well uh i appreciate how they uh use a lot of style when they like transitioned over to his um sequences and and scenes like they use a lot of music uh for that character which i thought was really cool um we i, I don't think we really saw a lot of that with daredevil but like actually like hearing like soundtrack um music along with his character i think was really cool um I, I didn't really care for iron fist i don't think i hated him but he just was a piece of the puzzle that i didn't think fit very well but um yeah like i think he's just bland is the problem right and, and the big tat the big chest tattoo <laughs> it's just like all right you're just silly you're just silly yeah and like i don't think he's let me make this specific. I don't think he, as a character, is offensive to me. I think the existence of him is a completely different conversation. But I, I think the problem also that, in addition to his show just not being good, was at the time, I mentioned this to you, like, I was three seasons deep in Arrow. It's the same character. It's the same setup. So, like... I was tired, and I didn't want to see that again. I saw that with Batman Begins. I saw it with Arrow Season 1. I didn't need Danny Rand out here going through the same motions. <laughs> I was tired. Sure. Um, no, that makes sense. Uh, and, and I think, like oh, like like I was saying, I do enjoy the character interactions, and those, mm -hmm. for the most part, really worked for me. Uh, I think overall, though, I don't really enjoy this season, and I think that comes down to the main plot of the show really not doing it for me it's very similar to season two of daredevil it honestly is a continuation of like all the hand stuff that we got with season two and i think that is i think that's part of the netflix universe that fails for me is when they stopped staying grounded and like very street level and very realistic and they started delving into like the mysticism stuff and the the things that um are kind of like otherworldly and they don't really have any real world implications. Like you can sort of mess around with that, I feel, but they really go hard into that in this show. And it just, it makes for a really uninteresting plot, I think. Um, 
with a lot of really uninteresting villains as well. Like Sigourney Weaver's character, I mentioned I didn't remember. It's because she has no real character, mm-hmm. no real interesting character at least. Uh, Electra comes back and is like a boring, toned down, emotionless version of Electra. It's like, man, I I don't really care about the plot of this. And honestly, like I kind of glazed over at a lot of points throughout the show, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and I think the thing that makes it unfortunate because I I think there's a place for Marvel to explore the mysticism stuff, and I I like it occasionally, but. I think because the hand is almost entirely similar to the way they were portrayed and used in Daredevil season two didn't help. And I think because what's great about Daredevil and I assume Jessica Jones and Luke Cage based off of the scope of their characters is that, and I could be wrong because I haven't seen their shows, they're grounded in a way that's like, we're dealing with real shit. It's real crimes, real, like, people are the villains in a way that's not unrelatable from somebody just watching a show, right? Uh, I think Daredevil, what makes him interesting is he's just a dude, and he is very great at what he does, but in the grand scheme, he guards, like, a, a few blocks of New York City, and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, I imagine, are in a similar spot. So if you throw them against this whole mystical thing, it feels like you're trying to put a square peg into a round hole in a way. And I don't know if that's because if if this is the scenario because Iron Fist was involved, but at the same time, the hand was in Daredevil first. So like, I don't know if the hand is typically a Daredevil villain faction i know he has history with electra and i know she has a weird background with stuff like that but from the daredevil stuff that i've been exposed to beyond the show i don't know much about him dealing with this type of enemy or this type of scenario or problem so like yeah i i I think it just feels like it's characters out of their element in a way that isn't a fun out of their element, you know? No. And, and honestly, I, I, parts of the show and season two of Daredevil are like really boring. Like I, I really just was not interested in what was happening. I think it was just the overall plot line and the hand just being uninteresting villains and having very boring motivations. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it does come down to, I really like, I really like the idea of having small, heroes that are like very important to the communities that they're serving yeah um and i think that uh, with a lot of these characters um particularly i think with luke cage and daredevil like they're very important to harlem and hell uh hell's kitchen respectively um and if you introduce like an element like the hand that is like this i guess worldwide organization that just it feels very incongruent to to their characters and it just makes it feel really uninteresting to me like I, I i really liked how small scale these characters are and i think that was such a really smart choice uh for netflix to do that like to to tackle those characters compared to the mcu with these big grandiose stories and i think that's sort of where this went off the rails and i feel like it's kind of a, a that might be some of the reason why we we kind of stopped getting those 
Netflix shows is because they sort of lost that with this. Yeah. And from what you said, it sounds like Daredevil season three backpedals a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they flipped the script. Like, it, Daredevil season three feels much more in line with season one. Great. Um, you know what I will shout out? And it's even tied to Iron Fist. Colleen Wing. Mm. Best part of the show when I watched it. And I loved when she was on screen here because I think she's such a cooler character. I think like she's, I forget her specific stuff, but like I remember in Iron Fist, like he went to some like underground fighting ring, like a fight club and she was really influential there and helped him out a couple times. And like, I was so much more interested in her character and I like Jessica Henwick a lot too. So seeing Colleen pop up, was a highlight that was good so yeah i i liked her i liked all the supporting hero characters in this mm-hmm. for the most part um i think everyone had like a good uh person or two to back uh to bounce off of it was cool seeing claire and i know she was i think she was in the luke cage uh before this but it was cool seeing mm-hmm. claire in the context of being with luke rather than being in uh the daredevil series um, I will say, though, like, she had, like, no interaction with Matt, and she was in, like, the same room as Matt at various points. Unless I'm forgetting any, that that felt a little strange to me. Yeah, maybe they, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe that was a, an oversight, because uh, they left off, I, I, I'm honestly blanking on the last time they had an interaction, but... Um... Yeah, that, that does feel weird, but maybe, maybe it's because it's developed more in Jessica Jones, no, in Luke Cage of where she's at. Yeah, it could be. So, I don't know. Um, well, do you have any other things that are standing out to you about the Defenders as a season of TV? Like, how does it stack up to uh, Daredevil season two for you? Because we both know it's not topping season one. So, regarding season two, is it better just because it's even shorter, or do you still prefer the highs of Daredevil season two? um that's a good question i i really enjoy like i said the character interactions i think they nail most of the characters in this um i appreciate how it's shorter but i mostly appreciate that because i don't really like what's going on in the show sure and i honestly think i would rather rewatch season two of daredevil even though we get the tail end of me not enjoying the end of that season because i think the start of season two is really strong um so I would say this would probably be under season two for me. Yeah, I I do like the character interactions a lot, and I'm incentivized to explore more of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. But I still, I, I love the courtroom drama. I love the defense of Frank Castle. I love that arc. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably be on the same page as you in enjoying Daredevil season two more. Also because as much as it's an ensemble thing here, I still have a stronger tie to Matt Murdock and Charlie Cox's performance. So just seeing him be the lead and he, he, he takes a good chunk of it here, but like, yeah, season two is probably superior to me as well. Yeah. I'm with you. Well, that's the defenders next week. That's the plan, right? Next week is all we have, right? <laughs> For, uh, we it, yeah, we either do it or we don't. <laughs> like it, 
we yeah we have until the 28th which is monday Mm -hmm. not it's uh the monday after our recording next week okay so So because we have a very short timetable what if next week's episode isn't a review episode and we just go up until the 28th finish it by the 28th and then the episode we record that week so the episode that releases march 5th would be the daredevil season three talk yeah i think that is a smart smart move so i think for the audience we're keeping the same schedule but for us we just have to fit in that viewing yeah and for anybody following along also that's your timetable (laughs) yeah you got a week (laughs) yeah oh man and then uh damn season three of daredevil will be uh reviewed the week the batman is out and then we're ending off the month with moon Knight. a lot lot of vigilante dark justice that month oh yeah and i've been playing sifu recently and Mm. a lot of daredevil stuff going on in that Mm -hmm. damn well jack where can the agents of excelsior find you sure you can follow me on twitter at fascinated jack what about you christian you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Chun2D2, as well as YouTube.com slash JoyClicks, which is where you are watching Excelsior if you're on the video version. If you want the video version, that's where you can go in its playlist, uh, alongside a bunch of other videos that are up on the channel and some archives of older shows and other stuff. Uh, Jack and I should be recording the next episode of My First Mom Legends in the next week or so, so look forward to that if you are a fan of Pokemon. But for this show, Excelsior, you can find it in addition to video on audio services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just look up Excelsior, Marvel's Avengers Podcasts, or JoyClicks, and you will find it. If you take a second to rate or review, it would be very appreciated because it really does just take a second and it helps the show find more people to listen, grow the audience, and helps us out a ton, and we appreciate it. So if you'd like to do that, you can. Supporting us. You can go further, patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 or $5 tiers. Five bucks will give you producer credit on every show we produce, like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia. So thank you very much. And that is it for Excelsior. We will be back next week with, I imagine, honestly, a a very dead week (laughs) now that we actually have some semblance of what to expect. And uh, the week after, Daredevil Season 3, eulogy to netflix's marvel content and hopefully an answer on uh, whether or not this is going to be canon or not maybe maybe mm. we'll get the answer real soon jack i feel like yeah i feel like in the coming weeks we'll we'll know where these are going mm-hmm. and we'll get that answer good call fingers crossed well until then excelsior excelsior <laughs>